Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. Welcome, Bills Mafia. We've got a special guest tonight. Big Newt's in the house from Buffalo Rumblings. So, um, Big Newt, you want to tell everybody what podcast you're from and where they can listen to you? Yes, of course. You got to excuse me, man. My, my wife had me out there cutting the grass before I jumped on this call, so I'm still a little sweaty, so you got to excuse me, man. <laughs> you know, us, us big men, you know, we, we take a shower, we clean up, we still sweating, so. Oh, I, I, hear, I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> but, yeah, I, uh, I co-host a, a new podcast on Buffalo Rumblings. It's under the uh, in the family of SB Nation. It's called the Jamie D and Big Newt Show. Um, I did a, co- a couple of guest appearances for them, and then now uh, Jamie D'Amico and I uh, started our own venture, and they picked it up, and this has been a great experience. And, uh, yeah, and I'm sorry we had to come under these circumstances where we got our first loss, but that's okay. We're, we're going to rebound. Yeah, it's all good. It's just, it's just one loss. We can't let it define us. We got to go on to the next week with the Chiefs, and it's going to be a tough game. and got to keep our minds steady for that. So, Yeah, yeah, we got no. another big one coming up. Now, to uh, to our credit here, I do have to talk some talk some trash on Zach here. He predicted the game to be a loss originally, and then he flip flopped and said it was going to be a win. I called it a loss from the beginning, so I'd like to once again say that I am doing better than you now officially in my win loss predictions. <laughs> yeah, well, I said we were going to hold Derrick Henry under a hundred, and we did, so I got that one right. Good job. I was impressed with our run defense last night. Obviously, pass defense with, without Trey White was a little bit tough, but I had yeah. so I had I had the the good fortune to not have to watch the first half because I was out coaching my bowling team. But uh, I got home for the third quarter and fourth quarter, and I watched till the end. Man, it it was painful, but I watched. <laughs> Yeah, I I drank quite a few vodka waters last night, and they started going down a lot more when I started freaking out about the game. So by the end, I was like, "Man, I've had too many." So rough day at work today. <laughs> so I'm I'm I know that we're on a we only do audio podcasting, but I do want to point out I see you've got a box of Josh's Josh's jacks down there behind you, Newt. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I had to do that to commemorate. I, I, like I said on my podcast, man, I was the biggest uh, Josh Allen doubter. And then once he started off the year on fire and became an MVP candidate, I decided to get the uh, the cereal. So it's back there. I, this is my boom, boom room and with my bills, helmet and balls and stuff and memorabilia. Awesome. Um, I want to point out a small fact that was pretty interesting. Big Newton and I actually went to the same college. We went to Missouri Western. Um, Griffins and you know it's not a very big school so it's kind of weird that two different podcasters actually built for the Bills went to the same college so that's pretty great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah you, you, <laughs> act, you were actually graduated there the year I was born so so a lot, oh, <laughs> so a lot just, has changed that's, there. That's dirty Zach. That's dirty. <laughs> I bet man I bet man I haven't been back I haven't been back to St. Joe since 2001, man, so I'm sure a lot has changed since then. Yeah, I actually got – I was there for the game where John Brown took one back back to the house on us. So, 
Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then so oh, wow. for him to end up in Buffalo, that's that's awesome. I've got an autograph photo of him up on my wall here. So now I'm about to say, do you have his jersey then? From uh, you got his Pittsburgh State jersey or no? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not wearing a Pitt State jersey. I can't <laughs> that's, that's why I was testing you. <laughs> I was testing you on that. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> So we're going to get get on talking a little bit about the game last night. Just get that out of the way so we can preview the Chiefs, which I'm sure we'd all rather do. But um, Oh, man. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get this done. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh Allen, I just want to see what your guys' takes were, if, I, if you see what I saw. But it just kind of looked like he was freaking out a little bit more than what he had been previously. Um, seemed like – they were sending a lot of exotic blitz packages towards him. So he was freaking out. And I think without John Brown, that was a big deal for him. I think, I think what I saw, which was only the second half, I, I saw the first like quarter a little bit, but I was coaching and bowling or coaching and watching at the same time. But uh, from what I saw, he, he didn't look that bad. Um, he had some bad breaks that for, was it, was it, was it, was it the first pass that got intercepted yeah. of the game? I mean, that, that, that was just bad luck. Roberts tips it off his hands into the defender. Um, I don't know, though. He, he did look a little shaky, but I, I, don't, I don't put this game on Josh. No, no, I absolutely don't either. I, I think, honestly, he played pretty well. I mean, it was his worst game as for the season, and it still was not that bad. Um, of course, the one interception was definitely his fault. Um, that was real bad, bad play by him, but, you know, it happens every quarterback throws interceptions. So can't really put that on him. So, Newt, uh, I was, oh yeah, go ahead. Newt. No, I was just going to say, I agree. I, um, I think Josh Allen played. Okay. Um, obviously he was off target a little bit, but he made some big throws too in there, man. And, uh, and I know we're probably going to go and talk about the uh, whole game, but I had to give a plus to the offensive line, man. They gave him all day to throw the football, man. So kudos to him. And kudos to Josh Allen, man. It definitely wasn't their fault. Yeah. yeah. I love having Cody Ford on that left side. I think mm. he, him and Dawkins side by side, it's great. It seems like they're working really well together. I think it, having such a great tackle next to Cody is allowing him to be a little bit more comfortable. He's got one of the best centers in the game to his right and a great tackle to his left. Allows him to just play ball, which is good, so – if anything, I would say he might have too much time to the point where maybe he's overthinking because there's times where he's just standing back there and he's got all day and it's, I'm screaming at my TV, just get it out, just get the ball out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I just wish we could transfer that to the run game because I've never seen anything like this, man. Our offensive line, I give them an A-plus and pass pro, but I tell you, the run game, man, they just seem like they can't get it going, and maybe that's because we're we don't have Feliciano right now. Yeah, like that was what I was going to say. Tell. Definitely, definitely, you know? you're 100 percent right on that. Feliciano is a a beast when it comes to run blocking. So now, right now right. he returned he returned to practice last week, I believe. Correct, Feliciano yes. did. Yeah, yep. so he's so got he, he had 21 days before he has to be activated. So we should see him within the next few weeks. I'm hoping I'm hoping he's back for this Chiefs game, man. Because I'll tell you what, the Chiefs, their defense is sus. To use the kid, the word the words the kids are using these days, 
but uh, <laughs> I know I know that the the defense has looked good on paper for the first three games, and then they played the Raiders, and the Raiders just tore them apart because they figured out you can throw on these Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. We- yeah, other than that, I mean, defense, where we looked at Cam Lewis came out, and Cam Lewis did not play that bad um, for for coming off the practice squad and, and coming out there and being expected to play. He played pretty pretty great, honestly. Couldn't ask too much more of him, um, although I was not very happy with the cornerback play besides him. I totally agree, man. And, but we were and, – and don't feel bad, man, because I – I said on our podcast on Tuesday, I predicted a 28-14 win. But when we recorded the podcast on Sunday, if you would have told me that T. White wasn't playing, Milano wasn't playing, John Brown wasn't playing, then I would have changed my prediction. So don't feel too bad about that. But, yeah, I mean, we we have to be all hands on deck when we play good teams like that. And it just – I'm not upset about us losing. I can deal with a loss, but I just don't want the Billsy loss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And last night was a Billsy loss because the announcers were, which was the seventh and eighth team on CBS, did our game. I, that's another story. But <laughs> yeah. that, I'm thinking we was going to get the 18 for this. I mean, it was two undefeated teams, but I digress. But I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is if <sighs> – if we would have just hung with them and looked like the team, we actually looked like the team that have a practice for two weeks. And that's very unlike a Sean McDermott coach team. So that that's the thing that caused me a little work. Yeah, I I agree 100%. And I, you know, there was a lot of rumors going around that, that the Bills were preparing for both the Chiefs and the Titans at the same time. But ha, Micah Hyde came out and said today that that was false. Um, they were only preparing for the Titans, but it definitely seemed like they didn't want to be there. I don't know what it was. This It's a little bit well, weird to play on a Tuesday night. I don't know if that was part of it. or. Well, it was rumblings. Can I say this real quick? It was rumblings last week that uh, that when it was the game was in doubt, when the coach tested positive on Friday, that McDermott didn't want to go. All right? Obviously, he can't get in public and say, hey, I don't want to play, because then that'll be the story. And he's the type of person, when he gets in front of a microphone, he's going to say all the right things, because, you know, he's an old football coach, like old school. He don't want to give no bullet board material. He don't want to be the top. But I stayed up last night till 1 o'clock East Coast time and listened to the post game, and he, they asked him a specific question. How did you feel when you found out on Saturday that you were going to play on Tuesday? And he said, no comment. Yeah. So that's that, that makes me further think that, hey, maybe they didn't want to go. And once again, I'm not making excuses for us because we have to be prepared. But part of me thinks from the rumbling you heard and from that post game that I don't think it's not only they weren't prepared, but I think if they had their withers, they wouldn't even have got on the plane and win. Yeah. And you just spoke of bulletin board material. And that was another thing. Taylor Lewan came out after the game and was hy- hyped up about it. And I think they kind of got that from the media. There was a lot of Bills fans that were justly upset by the schedule changes that the Bills had to make for the Titans. And I think, honestly, that gave them the incentive to go out there and kick our ass, which is exactly what they did. Yeah, you, you have a team like the Titans who's coming off essentially 16 days of rest. Um, 
And I don't care what you say, man. Like, in football season, give me two weeks of rest, and I will come out and kick anyone's ass as an offensive lineman. Uh, just give me two weeks of rest to get, to get the soreness out, and I will come out and just plow people over. And that's, that's what they did. I mean, they took Josh Norman to the ground. They, they did him dirty. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally took him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I saw that live. I'm like, oh, that's an angry run. That's going to be angry yeah, was, run of the week. <laughs> that was angry, dude. Vicious, man. Horrible. Yeah. So speaking of uh, speaking of, of Norman, we already touched a bit on the secondary. Um, how did we all feel about Edmonds out there? Because I, I didn't see a lot of Edmonds, which to me is a good thing. It means he was doing his job. Um, but again, I didn't see the first half, so I don't know if I missed stuff. I still think he was making some wrong reads on the run game a little bit. He was hitting the wrong hole, but he did come out there and he had a great pass breakup there that I said, that's what you need to do. Um, he's, I think he's still facing the injury a little bit. His shoulder's not back a hundred percent. So I think it's kind of a mind game for him right now. So. I agree. I think, I think it's two things. I think it's uh, first of all, I don't think he's healthy. Um, he's battling injuries also, and I, uh, from what I'm hearing, he's probably battled through that. And then number two, the fact that we don't have Starla Tulele in front of him, keeping those blockers off of him. I don't think he's, I don't think he's been this touched by offensive linemen uh, since he's been in Buffalo, and I think that's an adjustment for him also. We really miss Starla Tulele. So for everybody who was like, "Oh, he makes too much money, we don't need him," I'm telling you. We need them. That's yeah. why we're one of the worst defenses yeah. in the league right now. I, I think a lot of people who were saying that are going to shut up pretty quick about it because well, we saw exactly that. And, I mean, this defensive line, we poured all kinds of money into it, and we can't even get pressure. I mean, we're trying to send Poyer in on blitzes, and he's still not getting home. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that I've noticed about this team. Like, the people who said we don't need Star, I feel like those are people who – They've either never really played football. <laughs> I feel feel bad saying that, but I feel like <laughs> I don't understand that. Like if if your offensive linemen are getting to the second level, to the mid level, they're able to knock your linebackers off their feet, which is what's happening. We have no big body in the middle of that line to just stuff that offensive lineman. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And don't feel bad because you got to realize a lot of fans are fantasy football uh, fans. They look at stats, but you really got to watch the game. You know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing. Like I said, I'm not mad about the loss per se. I'm just upset that we were on that platform. We was on the national stage, and we stuck it up because we don't come on national TV that often. And for us not to be the old Buffalo Bills, well, we have to show them something different. And last night, we, we showed them that we're the same old Bills, man. So hopefully we can rebound and do something against Kansas City. Yeah, I definitely I, did not look forward coming into work today. I knew I was going to get all kinds of hell from the Chiefs fans. And people talked to me at first, and I finally got over it. I listened to Overreaction Podcast with Joe Miller. Got, got that out of the way, and I'm like, okay, I'm over the loss right now. I'm not going to think about it. And I got a phone call from a guy, and he's like, what happened last night? And I'm like, come on. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I summed it up. I I summed it up with uh, when the Bills posted the final score. I think I commented on their Facebook with a, a, a GIF. And I'm a GIF guy, not a GIF guy, just so we're all clear. Um, but I summed it up with a GIF that's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't you hate the fact that it's like I'm not a guy that talks a lot of trash, 
but I guess I do. Like, I, I mean, I'll post on Instagram, you know, me with my Bills mask on, saying no one circles with the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. But I'm not talking trash to the people who we actually beat. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. saying that, hey, we're 4-0. I'm proud. I'm, you know, I'm wearing my gear proudly. That's all. Man, when we were getting whooped last night, I swear I was sharing for people I ain't talked to in years. <laughs> Same thing like, happened for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, dude, are you serious? You, I haven't talked to you since 93. And you talk about how the bills are getting whooped. And I'm like, so I don't feel bad. I just look at it like, okay, it's fun. But where is that, like the kids say, keep that same energy. When we win, you weren't calling me. So a lot of people, I wouldn't even return their text. I just let my phone blow up, man. <laughs> yeah, I had a... I had a lot of Chiefs fans in my ear. Obviously, we both are KC locals. I teach out here, so I had a lot of students going, what happened? And I was just like, you know, the the nice thing was the Chiefs lost to the Raiders. So I had the easy comeback of, hey, at least the (laughs) team that beat us was undefeated. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, uh, that kind of – I don't know. Do we have anything else else we want to talk about with this game before we move into something more fun to talk about? Yeah, I mean – I just wanted to say, man, we got to figure out what we're going to do on defense. Um, once again, I mean, I didn't look at the stats today. I don't even want to look at it, but I'm sure now we were bottom third um, from coming into that game. And after yesterday, I'm sure we're probably one of the bottom five teams in the league of defense. We need to figure this out, figure it out quickly. I know yeah. Brandon Bink did a wonderful job constructing this team, but it's like we, we need to figure out our depth. We got to figure out how we're going to get to the quarterback because we got a mean schedule coming up the next couple of weeks. What do you think as far as it, Sean McDermott, when does he have to take over play calling from Wesley Frazier just to give him a minute? Because I know he's done it in the past just to allow something different because something needs to happen. I agree. And if that, happens to, if that has to happen this week against Kansas City, then so be it. And I love Wesley Frazier. I love the things he's doing. Um, I feel like the sum of the parts when it comes to the defense, I feel like we don't have any Pro Bowl or All-Star players, but our defense usually plays on that level. But it, like, once again, missing Scarlett Tulele, missing Shaq Lawson, missing jo- uh, Jordan Phillips, you know, you got to replace those guys. And it's a shame that Mario Addison is probably our best D lineman right now. Yeah. And that's a shame. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Considering you got Ed Oliver, considering you use a high second-round pick, on uh, es- Espinosa. All right, so we need to figure it out, man. Because if we if we can't get the uh, Mahomes like we couldn't get the Tannehill last night, it's gonna be a long Monday night again. Yeah, I was not impressed with Jerry Hughes either. I know he's getting held almost every play, but it's. I mean, we're not seeing those Jerry penalties like we're used to seeing, which is good. Um, but I'm seeing him get through, and he's not even where the play is. Um, so I don't know if that's something they're schematically having him go outside and they're containing the run, which, I mean, if that's what they're doing, it's working great. Um, but I just – I would like to see something more out of this team. With with Epinesa, Jordan Phillips – I mean, I was high on Jordan Phillips when we drafted him because I was like, Kyle Williams replacement. But it looks like he's getting stood up every single play. So. Harrison Phillips. Harrison yeah. Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even talk about him, man. And, and once again, he's coming off a long, uh, year-long injury last year. So, I, I mean, I give him a, a little slack, man. But, yeah, we, if we can't get to Mahomes, man, it, it's going to get a long season, man. So, we, we got to figure it out. But I have faith that I feel like we have a good coaching staff, man. So, I, I have faith that this staff can get it together. Yeah, yeah I, and you, you know what this reminds me of is um, 
I was just trying to get the week of the game that it was. The Bills, uh, the 2018 season, which was kind of a, a lost season overall, but um, actually, was it? Was it? Did we go to the playoffs 2018? I don't know. Um, yeah, that was the bad season. That was that was the Tyrod. That was the bad season. Yeah, um, but that was when Josh Allen had his Vikings game. Uh, and one of the things right. about that Josh Allen Vikings game was the defense was dominant. And it, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was a storyline. Um, the big the big question was, well, who's calling the plays? Is is McDermott calling the defense or is Frazier calling the defense? Um, right. And they 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 didn't ever admit it, but there was like I think. McDermott took a little bit extra into the defense. And I'm wondering if it's that time where McDermott has to step away from being a head coach CEO type guy and maybe get a little hands-on with that defense. I know he doesn't like to do that, um, but I think it might be time. I agree. Um, so this brings us into Chiefs. I want to get over talking about this loss and just go on to the next game. Looks like we're opening as with – KC as three-point favorites on the road. Um, so it's really six points there. Um, I think that's probably an accurate line. Um, but I, I'd like to see us rebound and get this win. I pr- predict it as a win, and I'm going to keep it that way. I'm going to ride with my bills. I was going to say, you and I both originally, beginning of the year, we predicted this a win. And I don't know, Newt, did you do a full-season win-loss predictions? Oh, yeah, we do pick the bills. Yeah, yeah, we did at the beginning of the year, and I had this as a loss, and I still do. Um, All right. I mean, it's, well, I will say, hold on, let me let me pump it. Like I said 15 minutes ago, if Stravius White played, Milano sometime played, maybe I could see us winning. But without those guys, I don't give us a chance. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. Um, I'm kind of holding on to the prayer that, like, Trey will be okay. And then Milano, I don't even know. Like, they said it's a pectoral. He's week to week. Uh, so what we're on is this week three now that he's been out or is yeah, this the second week Mick, it's second week um Mick second. did come out and say that he's day-to-day now and I think he said the same about John Brown um so hopefully that I mean we'll see I, I think we're going to find out a little bit more on on probably Saturday with us playing on Monday what's going to happen with them we'll see if their list is questionable or whatever but yeah, I mean, they're going to be without Sammy Watkins, but Kansas City, man, they got loads of talent, uh, nope. loads of weapons for the home. So uh, I'm just glad that we don't see Sammy Watkins because I would hate to see him do well against us. I hate when we lose a player and they go on and do great things, man. I'm I'm still mad about Jason Peters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Hall of Fame type player. We just let him go and uh, – and then you got Marshawn Lynch. We gave away for a bag of peanuts, and he went on and won Super Bowls and led them to two Super Bowls, one, one, lost one. And uh, I just I, – I hate to see it, man. Like, so uh, – Mar- Marshawn Lynch, he was, like, he was like the Ryan O'Reilly of the, of the Bills. We just traded Marshawn Lynch away, and he just goes and wins, wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and we lost Robert Woods, too, and that still hurts me to this day because I always liked him as a person and as a player. Um, he was he was great for us, and to lose him sucked because I wanted more receivers, which at the time they thought they were going to have a receiver in Sammy Watkins, but we ended up – he couldn't stay healthy, and we had to move on. Speaking of receivers, I got to say I was listening to your show this week, Newt, and uh, – 
one of the things that you said, you actually had one of the same takes I had, which is that we have one of the best receiving cores in the league. I think you said the best. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Top and five. You, definitely. I agree. I think you and I are on the same page with that. Uh, Gabe Davis, this is kind of going a little bit back to the Titans. We were done with the Titans, but he showed up in that Titans game a few times. Um, not as much as I wanted him to, but I think he's, uh, he's on the way to being a player that could be something special. Yeah, and of course we got Beasley too, which Beasley came out in that second half and he showed up. I just can't for the life of me understand why Beasley didn't get any targets first half. That was real peculiar, especially since John Brown wasn't there. But I just look at it like we were trying to establish the warrant. And so the guys this, um, this morning on the Howard and, uh, Howard and Jeremy show was like, you know, we're a passive team now. Why are you running the football? And I'm thinking to myself, well, we're running it because the Titans was one of the worst defenses in the league against the run. So if we try to establish the run, and why not, especially if you down your number two receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted us to run a lot more in that game, and, and it just didn't happen because when you get behind early that fast, you can't really run. You got to throw. It brings you, you know, do you, do you want to entertain the idea of bringing Le'Veon Bell in here? Um, you don't? I, I would I'd entertain it for the fact that the Jets already paid him his money. He's probably going to be pretty cheap. And if he can come in there and perform for us and help help the run game at all, that'd be great. I love Singletary. Singletary just can't run between the tackles. Yeldon did a great job last night picking up first downs. I love that. I'd like to see a little bit more out of him, but we know he's fumbled the ball in the past. I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I don't want Le'Veon Bell if he's going to demand crazy money. Now, if we can do something like the Patriots have done in the past where, like, I, I, they've done it with the Bills where we've released a player and then they pick him up for a song and then he ends up being a key player for them. If we can get him for, like, vet minimum, just be like, yo, come play with us, come beat the snot out of the Jets and get your revenge and you'll go to the playoffs. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, we could get him on the cheap bring him in because I'm all for having talented players, but if he's going to act crazy and demand stuff, then no. Because let me tell you something. Don't talk about Le'Veon Bell to me because Le'Veon Bell is the person who he keeps saying, oh, I bet on myself. Well, you bet on yourself and you essentially lost. If you, if Le'Veon Bell would have stayed in Pittsburgh, he would have ascended to the Hall of Fame. If uh, Antonio Brown would have stayed in Pittsburgh, he would have been in the Hall of Fame. Now, literally two or three years later, both of them are out the league right now. Okay, so yeah. kudos to Pittsburgh. If if Le'Veon Bell could bring uh, Pittsburgh's run uh, run game coordinator and their offensive line in the run game, I'll take them. But behind our offensive line, the way we run block, I don't even see uh, Le'Veon Bell helping us at this point. Okay. Yeah, I gotta I gotta agree. I think Le'Veon Bell. My concern with him is more locker room, um, and I hate I hate the c word culture because we talk about, but it's real, man. Like, I mean, McDermott, the locker room can affect play on the field. If you don't like the guys you're playing with, if you don't respect them, uh, then you're not going to play for them. And uh, I, th I think Josh Allen has that locker room right now. And I'd be afraid with Le'Veon Bell if he like caused some sort of distractions or caused any sort of conflict in there. I wouldn't want it. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Looking Looking at that as a whole, though, Diggs has done a great job of also helping that locker room and Allen developed so much as a leader. He was shaking the defensive lineman's hands at, 
during the game on the sidelines. I mean, he's trying to give them kudos, even though they didn't play that great, but he wants to go out there and talk to him and be that leader, which is awesome to see. I always used to hate seeing play our quarterback go to the sideline and just sit on the bench and slump. You need to be the leader on the field, so. I totally agree, yeah. man. I mean, he's doing all the right things, saying all the right things, and he has moxie, man. And to tell you the truth, man, as bad as we played going into halftime, I still feel I'm like, man, Josh Allen might come back and pull this out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. third quarter, we've been having woes the whole season, and it's just like the defense, man, we couldn't stop them for nothing. And then when we did get the ball, they kept everything in front of them. I was like, okay, we need to start running tempo. We need to start speeding this up. We're down 18 points. We got to hurry up and score and try to stop them. But it just wasn't in the cars last night. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, I mean, Tannehill, what, what is your guys' – if you haven't seen the number, how many yards do you think he threw for last night? I didn't see the first half, but if I had to guess based on the second half, I'm going to go with like 220, 230. Yeah, he was under 200. I was he? Yeah, he was under 200. But that's because there was at least three to four drives where they started on our side of the field. So he didn't have to throw the ball that far to get a touchdown. Of course, that, the first one with our interception put him right inside the 20. On top of that, we had the fumble on the kick return or punt. I can't remember what it was. Um, and then – It was the kick return. Yeah. yeah. So we had that, and he got the ball down there on that one. And then – there was another one where they returned the ball pretty far on us on a punt. So um, he, he didn't have to throw the ball too much, but looking at the stat line as a whole, Josh Allen stats, even with two interceptions, I still feel like if you would have showed time of possession on that game and all those stats, I would have thought the bills won that game, but that just wasn't the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Newt. Oh, I was I was just gonna say it's the turnover battle, man. Like if you turn, you can't expect to win if you turn it over what three times or was it four? Three. I want to say we had three turnovers, two picks and a fumble. Yeah, yeah. I want to say two picks and a fumble, and like yeah. I I don't know the exact analytics on it, but I know it's a really crazy low percentage chance that you're gonna win if you turn the ball over three times. Right, especially since they didn't turn it over any. They wanted to turn it over differential, so. More times than not, whoever gets the, wins the turnover battle is going to win the game. So we needed our defense to step up and get turnovers, and, and we just couldn't do it. So, yeah, on this Chiefs game, we got to see Sean McDermott going against Andy Reid, two, two of the great coaches in the NFL. And, of course, McDermott came from the Andy Reid coaching tree, which is going to be interested, interesting to see him get to coach against him side by side and see kind of what happens. Um, this will be, be the second time. Because they did, they came to Kansas City a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, and we won that game, didn't we? That was the one we we, we did. That was that was before Mahomes came in. That was still Alex Smith, and uh, it was a close game. I was in the front row for that game. That was fun. But uh, yeah, right behind the Bills sideline, Kyle Williams. I had my mafia flag. It was fun. Um, and that game ended on a Tre'Davious White interception that was like in front of my face. And I just spun around and just said, see ya to the Chiefs fans. <laughs> and then they threw, they threw popcorn at me, justifiably so. <laughs> oh. yeah, it'll be interesting as well to see Dable up against Reed with, with their play calling um, because 
Andy Reid does a lot of those jet sweeps, kind of like we do with McKenzie, um, which they had Tyreek Hill do that on Sunday, I believe, against the Raiders a few times. And, of course, last night we had Isaiah McKenzie get, get a touchdown off of that for a short run, which was interesting to see them use it in that situation. I haven't seen them do, do it in the goal line this year, and it, it worked to their advantage. That dude's fast. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that jet sweep with McKenzie. Um, I've mentioned it almost every podcast episode we've done, but uh, I think as, if you've got a speed demon like him, there's no reason not to run him across the field. Yeah, I agree, and it, it helps the running game, even though that is considered a that was considered a, a passive touchdown. A I feel pass, like when yeah. you run the jet sweep, um, that helps the running game also. Absolutely. So I'm, it'd be nice to see that happen. And then I'm also looking for our defense to rebound. You know, Josh Norman came out a couple of weeks ago against the Raiders and he made plays and that hyped up the defense. I think we're, we need a big play to happen and all of a sudden everybody's going to want to play. So I, I'd really like to see Trey White come back. Trey White needs to get a pick. I mean, he wants it. He, he got the money. He, he's, he can finally let go of the contract negotiations and just play ball as long as he's not injured um, still and playing a little slow. I think he'll, he could get a pick off Patrick Mahomes this week. And once again, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's the deal with T white. Once again, last week it was rumblings that he didn't want to go to Tennessee and play because he didn't want to put himself in danger of COVID. And then I, it was multiple reports that pregame, he was out there working out, right? Yeah. And then he he decided not to play. But once again, last night on the overtime show, the postgame, McDermott, they asked him, they like, did Davis White give it a go or just couldn't go? They was like, no, he didn't even get to go. And so I'm like, I don't know really what's going on. That whole situation was just totally weak. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. And we saw multiple guys – like John Brown, who was injured, was still on the practice field with the guys, taking the knee off on the sideline. Trey White wasn't in practice all of last week once there were starting to be rumblings of the Titans. And I don't know, this back injury kind of came out of nowhere. Normally I see a play happen and see something that I should be worried about. And I didn't see anything there, but there might just be a lot of speculation and that's causing me not to know what's going on. Like you said, people were making up reports. I, uh, I'd like to think that Trey is probably going to be back for this week. Uh, it's cause it's the big stage. I mean, Monday afternoon football, man. <laughs> I, I yeah, can't that's... call it, I can't call it Monday night football because it starts at four in the afternoon in Kansas city. That's what I'm about to say. That's four o'clock y'all time. Y'all going to have to get off early, man. You got yeah. to tell them kids, you got to tell them kids, Hey man, y'all got to go. I got to get home and watch the bills, man. I asked yeah, my I'm, boss to come in at 7 so I can leave by 3.30, but it was so hard because, of course, they're all Chiefs fans, so they want to go home and watch the game too. So, so I'm, I'm try, I was trying to fight with – rotate work from home days with another coworker, and I'm like, well, he ain't going to want to do that. He wants to watch his Chiefs. So yeah. <laughs> I, told, I, told my, I told my principal, I'm like, man, we get, we get out at 2.45. I'm going to be gone by 2.46. I will be out of the building. <laughs> Oh, man, that would be awesome. I, I was really looking forward to this game as potentially being a game I wanted to travel to before COVID happened. I was definitely going to be in attendance there, and it's going to suck without Bill's Mafia because you know with 
the super reigning Super Bowl champions coming into Buffalo prime time, that place would have been rocking. Oh man, that would have been bananas. You're right. The game I wanted to go to was the Raiders game, man. I wanted to see that beautiful new stadium, man. Yeah, it looked pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. I'd love to go there. Uh so so usually we do uh we do kind of some predictions about the the game, kind of over under calls or what have you. Um, so I'm trying to find the over-unders right now for the Bills-Chiefs game. Anyone have that handy? I do not. I, right. do I, just, not. I, just, I not just pulled them up. Just pulled them up from Sportsbook here. So uh, Bills are plus four? Oh, that was last Wednesday. Um, wow. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. The Bills are plus four. That means we're the underdog. Yeah. Uh, so the over-under is 57 and a half. I think Mahomes might score 60 himself. <laughs> <laughs> after, after seeing the defense, the play, like I just, I just have no faith in this defense right now um, to, to play. I mean, I think he's going to come out and ball out too after getting embarrassed by the Raiders. I wouldn't necessarily say embarrassed, but that was a game they should have won. And I think he's going to try to take it out on Buffalo. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm worried about. Um, yeah. So the the line is given the Chiefs two thirds, basically sixty six point six seven percent chance to win. I, I would say that's almost even lower. I would say they have closer to like a seventy five percent chance. I, I'd say you play this game three out of four times, the Chiefs are going to win it. But you know, this is what I this is what I like, Randy. I like us being that underdog. I think the Bills love it too. Keep Buffalo a secret. You know, let them doubt on us because this I think our, our players feed off of that. This is our wheelhouse. What you have to ask yourself is, do you think Buffalo will go on a two-game losing streak with the way our defense is playing, or do you think that Kansas City will lose two games? I I don't see that. Like you said, they should have beat the Ravens. That was a great game. They're going to be fired up. We would have had a better chance if they would have beat the uh, Raiders and they would have came in undefeated and maybe we could have sucker punched them and got a win. But they're going to be on upset alert. Um, we got too many injuries. And once again, call me Saturday. You all got my information. Reach out to me on Twitter. Once we find out who's playing, I can give you a for certain. But right now, man, with the way our defense played 24 hours ago, I can't see it happening. I agree. I'll, I'll definitely tweet at you from the, from the account on Saturday once we have some better idea who's going to be in the game. But, uh, yeah, I'm the same I'm the same as you. I, I can't see this being a, in the negative, Nancy, but I, I'm just – I had the same, feel, same feeling about the Titans game. Now, I will say the Chiefs game, I originally thought it was going to be a win, but the way that the team is right now with our injuries and that defense just not being able to stop a nosebleed, I think Josh Allen might have a rebound. Our offense might rebound but I don't think we're going to be able to stop Mahomes. Well, you're not being negative, Nancy. You're just being realistic, Rich. Okay? <laughs> it's a fine <laughs> line between I like negative it. Realist- Nancy and realistic, Rich. Okay, shout out to our president of the D.C. Bills backers, uh, Jared Simmons. He, he told me that years ago, and I died laughing. But, uh, yeah, don't feel bad, man. We got we to gotta see who's going to be available, man, before we can make that accurate uh, prediction. But then you talk about when – I, when I talk about my podcast, is I look at games at fours. So even if we lose, we're still – but you bet not. Not you better not. 
You bet not lose to the Jets the week after that. You've got to win that game. If yeah. we lose to the Chiefs and the Jets, I'm going to say essentially our season's over, okay? And you can't call yourself a playoff team and lose to the Jets. And the next week we have the Patriots, but it's at home. We have to beat Cam Newton. Cam Newton was on the street the whole summer. John, uh, Josh Allen got to figure out a way to beat him, okay? We, we didn't figure out a way to beat Teddy Hill, which is fine. I think Teddy Hill might be a Pro Bowl – I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Pro Bowl player this year. That's okay. You got to beat Cam Newton, and New England's looking good right now. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, if you can come out of this this quarter of the season two and two, that puts us at six and two going into Week Nine. Um, and that's kind of where already you lost be. two games too. So you know, I, I would take that. Um, honestly, looking at that, um, which I love that we looking after this game when we lost last night, we're still in first place in the AFC East. So just don't allow this to slip. You you can't you got to stack wins. Don't stack losses. Yep, I mean, it's that one and no mentality. It's that we're one and no, trying to go one and no. Yeah, it's yeah, easy, man. but that's that's how you got to be. So, uh, do you guys think Allen's going to throw for over three hundred against the Chiefs? I do. I think, I think the Chiefs' pass defense is booty. So I think I think he'll he'll throw it out. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge the hedge this a little bit. I think yes, if John Brown is back. That's Without what I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. That's I think Gabe I Davis say. can have a game. I think he really can. Yeah, I I agree, but I think John Brown is the key for this offense. Having yeah. another another essentially a number one. I mean, he's not a true number one, but having Diggs and then Brown, who are you going to cover? Right. Um, the Titans right. doubled Diggs every play, I'm pretty sure. Even uh, sometimes triple covered him. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Brown, Brown was out. But if Brown's in, you can't triple cover him. You might be able to double him, but you're not going to triple cover him. I agree. If John Brown plays, I'll say 300 yards. If he don't play, no way we'll get that. Perfect. I like it. So – we're looking right at about 40 minutes now. So uh, we're going to go ahead and probably wrap things up here. Um, so it was great having Big Newt on. Um, Big Newt, where can they find you on Twitter? At Big underscore Newt. And then I'm on IG also. You can hit me up, Worldwide Newt. Awesome. So, yeah, love having you on. You're hilarious. Jamie, when I messaged him, he said, if you get him on the show, you're going to be dying laughing. <laughs> I had all kind of stories of back me, my days in St. Joe, man. You didn't even give me time to talk about that. Well, shoot, let's talk right. about yeah. it. Let's, yeah. let's talk about it. If you got the stories, I want to I know. I want everyone to know about you guaranteeing the, a win and then you guys getting your butt kicked. I'm a I'm a find that I'm a find that film, man. That was the first time I was saying on my podcast that uh that was the first time that I've done a uh a media, you know, interview and it was right before we played Pittsburgh State in ninety three. And uh they came in, they were ranked in the top five of the country as they always were back during my time. This was I graduated in ninety five, so I was there from ninety one to ninety five. And uh it was my first time doing an interview and I guarantee the win. Like, what do I got to lose? I'm trying to hype up my, you know, teammates to play. And, uh, yeah, they went out and beat us like 35 nothing, And then, yeah, yeah. So they was looking and laughing at me like, that's the dude that gave the win. So I was young and dumb back then. So I would never do that now. What uh, What did you play at uh, 
Missouri. Well, there. I got I got uh, recruited as a defensive tackle, and I was uh, Stan McGarvey's first recruit when he took over the job in 1991. Uh, Stan McGarvey coached at Missouri Western for many years, and then after that, Jerry Partridge took over, and I believe he was there uh, for like 20 years until yeah. Matt Williamson took over. And so, and I got a funny story about that too. Jerry Partridge, I was I was looking at a couple of schools. I was looking about. I went on recruitment about Fresno University, um, Missouri A and T. Now it was Missouri Rollin back then. I was looking at their school of engineering, and then uh, Missouri Western and Northeast Missouri State, which is Truman State now. So those were the four schools I was considering. And so Coach McGarvey just took the job, and he held over Coach Partridge, who was the D coordinator back then. And so I'm a big Notre Dame fan. Listen to the podcast. I always talk about Notre Dame. I grew up loving Notre Dame and everything. So Coach Partridge was like, oh, you like Notre Dame? And he was like, well, I used to be a grad assistant in Notre Dame. And he sat in my couch and told me all kinds of stories about him and Lou Holtz and showed me pictures and stuff. And I was like, well, that's it. I'm going. And that's how I wind up in Missouri West. And so the Kansas City start. And I guess I'll post it on Twitter. Um, the Kansas City Star wrote an article on me and said Stan McCarver secures uh, his first commitment in St. Louis area star Chris Newton. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm a star, but thanks. I mean, I guess I'm the first guy, but I don't think I'm a star. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a star. Like, I ran for a bunch of touchdowns, but then I'm just, a, you know, a lineman back then. But, yeah, man, at Missouri Western State, now uh, Missouri Western State University, man, uh, back then it was college. Um, it was a great time. Uh, great school. Obviously, uh, it's flourished over the years. Uh, back when I was there, it was only three dorms. And so now it's bigger and better now. And what dorms were you in? Well, I don't even know if they're still there. It was the 100s, 200s, and 400s. And then the new building was, um, it was the new dorms. And now it's called something else. It's right across from the uh, student union. Yeah. And so that was a new building my senior year. I was the first class to be in that building. And yeah. so now that's probably one of the old ones now. Yeah, that, that was the one I was in um, over there, oh. and it was Logan Hall, and it's yeah. pretty old. Now they've actually got a Griffin Hall over there, and that's like apartment-style living. That's where most of the right. football players are staying at. So, Yeah, it was only three then, and, that, and that, that building was brand new. I was the first class to be in my senior, and I stayed on the third floor my last year. So I stayed on campus <laughs> no. all four years um, when we was at four or five, two or five downs drive. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta ask, I gotta ask. I, I didn't go to Missouri there. Um, I went to college in New York still. But the question I have for you is: Did Molly's exist when you were there? And if so, what has your experience been with Molly's? Molly's. I don't think that was there when I was there. What is that? All right, Molly's. This is the only experience I've had in Maryville. It's a, <laughs> it's an all-you-can-drink bar. You pay. Oh. Ten bucks a night, ten bucks on Friday, or five bucks on Thursday, ten bucks on Friday, ten bucks on Saturday. All you can drink, and it is just the trashiest folk you oh, will yeah. ever see. And and you can <laughs> you can actually. I never went up the, up there to Maryville for it because I was like, I'm not getting in the in a car and driving thirty miles, drink and then have to come back. So I never went, but it was actually an eighteen and up club. So I know you could get in there at eighteen, and people were still getting drunk there. So. Yeah, Missouri Western, there was there's nothing to do in St. Joe. I mean, the only thing we had was to go to the bars. So Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't back then we I, I've only been to Maryville maybe two times my whole time there. 
um, we stayed, like, my people I hung around, we pretty much stayed on campus the whole time. I would go to Kansas City sometimes, get Gates Barbecue. I used to get that all the time. And uh, we'd hang out down there sometimes. But if we, we worked in St. Joseph on campus doing stuff, we'd go to other schools. So I spent a lot of time at Mizzou. One of my best friends played basketball there, Kelly Thames. Um, he's one of the all-time leading scorers in Missouri history at basketball. So I would go visit him. Um, one of my high school teammates played in Louisville. Joe Johnson, he played 12 years in the NFL. So when I had a weekend off, I mean, obviously playing football, you don't get too much time off. But uh, I would I would go visit them. And, and once again, another quick funny story. Coach McGarvey almost kicked me off the team the spring of my uh, junior year because Joe was in front of me. And we were high school teammates. So when he got drafted, he was the number 13 overall pick in the 90, uh, 94 draft. So we went all went down to Atlanta. He paid for all, all, all of us, all our high school friends and stuff to go down to Atlanta to celebrate with him. And there was a thing called Freaknik going on back then. And that's like, that was like the black college weekend type deal back when it was, you know, really popping. And so coach was like, because it was during spring ball. And I told him the situation. He was like, all right, dude, you got this weekend. You better be back Monday. Well, my best friend was just, I mean, we grew up with nothing in St. Louis. I grew up in Genesis, Missouri. We had nothing. So my best friend was the number 13th overall pick. So you could just imagine how that was. I didn't come back for two weeks later. And so oh, Coach, was like, <laughs> Coach was like, if I didn't love you, I would send your butt back home your senior year. And I was like, Coach, whatever. So I remember, man, I had to run every morning at 5 a.m. for like a month because I was gone for like two weeks. Yeah, I mean – I can't blame you though. Like if my if my best buddy got drafted, I would I would probably be gone for a month. <laughs> and it's all a blur, man. I tell you. So if you say if you say what what my times were, that's what I remember vividly, man. And uh, Coach uh, Matt Williamson, he was a freshman my senior year, so I remember a lot of good times there. So I'm wishing him well. I talked to him at the beginning of the season, uh, talking about Griffin football and stuff. And so yeah, yeah he's I a great dude. Well yeah, he was a young buck my senior year, so I remember him vividly. You you brought up off. you brought up food there. You said you thought I probably had better food, which is probably not a lie. I I ate so much Subway, and the the year I moved off campus, they actually put Chick Fil A in there. So yeah, so we yeah. had a lot better food options. Plus, the cafeteria there had some pretty good food. I I'd, I'd go in there on a Saturday, hung over, and have myself an omelet. It was a good time. <laughs> So, yeah, we didn't have all that stuff in the student union like y'all. I'm sure they have now Subway, Chick-fil-A, and all that. We didn't have that. And get this, on Sundays, you'd have to find your own food, man. That's so still a thing, Sunday, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Sunday night dinner, you was on your own, man. So a lot of times it was tough, man. We'd smuggle food out of the cafeteria to feed ourselves, man. Yeah, I had to do the same thing. It was always rough trying to find find a time where I could go eat. Either I had to drive off campus or we actually had a new thing called the C-Store. And it was like a little gas station convenience store. But that didn't open till like 8 o'clock at night. So I'm, I was like, okay, I'm going to go in there, get me some Hot Pockets, maybe some wings, throw them in my freezer, warm them up, something. I was stashing all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it was a lot has changed. I mean, we have, of course, the indoor sports complex there now, which is awesome. They did all that for the Chiefs. Um, Sure, you would have loved to be able to practice on that field. That's sweet. Oh, I'm so jealous, man. That looks so great, man. But I'm I'm glad that we blazed the way and got success there in Missouri Western where they could 
bring the Chiefs in for uh, their training camp and generate that kind of revenue to get facilities like that, man. Missouri Western has some of the best facilities in the country, especially in the D2 level. Yeah, it's it's so great to have them there. And one one story I love to tell is I'd always see the players driving around. I was there in the summer because I was working, and Andy Reid came by in the golf cart, and I I honked at him, and then waved, and he didn't wave back, so I flipped him off. <laughs> of course, I had a big bill sticker on the back of my car, and I saw him turn his head, and then he started laughing. <laughs> so, so if, if, if Andy Reid takes it out on the Bills this weekend, we're going to blame Zach. Oh, go it's for all it. your fault. It's all your fault, man. So, that yeah, that was, awesome. that's definitely sweet getting to see that. I never actually got to go to a training camp because I was always working during the day when it was going on, and everybody wanted off. And, of course – I'm obviously not a Chiefs fan, so I didn't really care too much. Yeah, it would have been nice to get Sammy Sammy to autograph my Sammy Watkins jersey, but I'm glad I didn't because now it's a Diggs jersey. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up. I grew up in Pittsburgh, New York. Like, well, not in Pittsburgh, in Fairport, New York, which is near Pittsburgh, and uh, so I used to go to Bill's training camp all the time, and that was that was fun at St. John Fisher there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing what the injection of NFL money to a college facility can do. <laughs> right. Yeah. They wouldn't even let us play on our uh, play inside that indoor sports complex most times. Cause they were like, Nope, that's for the chiefs. It's, it's not happening. And cause they, they'd occasionally, if it was raining and we wanted to play flag football, we had our tournaments and stuff, wanted to do it indoor, but unless it was the student athletes group sack um putting something on we weren't allowed to be in there <laughs> so but it, it was great it, it, great college I mean I I loved Missouri Western I'm gonna want to send my kid there one day I, I mean it was great education and I had a great time with a lot of people and great school did you guys get to play Northwest back in the day new Northwest Missouri State yeah yeah that was our rivals that was always the rivalry game um, and it always went either way back when I was there. Uh, obviously, Northwest has won national championships the last 20 years, which really burns my butt. But, you know, hopefully one day Mac can turn this around and we can be in that level also. Yeah, I always hated playing Missouri West – or playing Northwest. Um, my One of my buddies that went to high school with me, he actually was doing film for Missouri Western. So he – he videotaped practices and, and the games for them. And he, I got footage of him wearing a Northwest helmet. And I'm like, dude, I'm not deleting that off my phone. And he even, <laughs> there was even a picture of him at the championship game there when it was aired on ESPN and he was wearing a Bearcat shirt. And I'm like, dude, you're a traitor. <laughs> you can't be wearing that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it was always a good rivalry, man. And and we played against a lot of high-caliber uh, people. Rod Smith, one of the uh, all-time greats of the Denver Broncos, wide receiver. He came from Missouri Southern. Uh, Pittsburgh State not only produced John Brown for the Buffalo Bills, but also uh, Brian Mormon came from I was going to say, Brian State. Mormon went there. He's Brian actually – Brian Mormon's actually autographed our wall in our Bills Backers bar out here in Al's Bar and Grill. Um because he's he's come up there and he saw we have a big they have a big Bills fathead and it's autographed by Mormon. <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, so we we produced some talent coming out of the MIAA conference back then. But yeah, we 
those are rivals Northwest and then Missouri Southern. Those are big rivals back there. Awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. Um, we actually got a fun interview next um, with, we'll go ahead and say it because it's going to come out in another episode. We're, we're having Mrs. Bean on. So we're going to talk with her for a little bit and chat about Bill's Mutfia. So. Nice. Hey, y'all doing big things, man. That's good stuff. You know, I just, I ask, I reach out on Twitter sometimes and sometimes I'm lucky enough to get people. So um, I will definitely let her know about your show though, as well. Uh, I'm sure she wants to talk about Bill's Mutfia as much as she can and spread the word about that adoption that they're doing for dogs and cats up there in Western New York. Hey man, spread the gospel, man. Bill's Mafia all day, man. So check out our show, the Jamie D big news show is on all platforms. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Go to Buffalo Rumblings and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, uh, button man, and follow us. And yeah, man, it's a good time, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna second that. I just listened to his podcast uh, uh, yesterday and today. I was trying to get some into to listen to it. It's a great podcast. Definitely give it a listen. Give it a subscription. Uh, so I'm, I'm Dirty Randy. I'm Zach. And, and as always, me, man. As always, hey, go, hey, go Bills. Hey, go Bills. Hey, let's go.